0: The collection that was made and distributed, it uh, helped in, in a great way. So, <laughs> encourage you to give towards that. Um, today, I've, I'm so glad that uh, Pastor Chris has um, uh, made the focus of this Christmas Jesus. Because um, for Christmas, there's a lot of distractions. There's a lot of things that we can talk about, about gifts, about joy, peace, grace, whatever, but uh, G- uh, Christmas is really about Jesus, isn't it? And, and so I'm so glad that the focus has been brought back to uh, the right place, to Jesus. So I'm going to pray right now as I'm going to speak about uh, an aspect of Jesus. He says, I am the way, the truth and the life. And no man can come to the Father except through me. Uh, we sang that song at the beginning, Jesus one way, Jesus. You are the way, the truth, and the life. Heavenly Father, come and hover over this place. Your presence, Lord, fill this room. May our hearts be open. May we have believing hearts, open hearts. Cleanse this place with the blood of Jesus. May your Holy Spirit come and speak clearly to us, and we bind every demonic force in the air that would seek to hinder your word from reaching the hearts of your people. And may your word bring forth much fruit in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. So I'm going to start off by uh, sharing this verse in 2 Corinthians 11.3. It says, But I'm afraid that as the serpent deceived Eve by his cunning, Your thoughts will be led astray from a sincere and pure devotion to Christ. And, you know, these days we see so many wars all over the place, in Israel, in Ukraine, and so on. And many people think that, uh, wow, the weapons, the world's greatest weapon would be the nuclear weapon or hydrogen bomb or whatever. But uh, as I um, have been in ministry for a long time now and read the Bible and try to understand more about uh, um, what life really is about, and I realised that the world's greatest weapon um, that Satan used in the Garden of Eden is not all these uh, bazookas or, or weapons, physical weapons, Uh, It's the spiritual weapon and it's deception because the devil used lies and deception and it's his greatest weapon and he used it on Eve, on Adam and Eve in the Garden of Eden to cause mankind to sin and as a result of that sin, we are in this predicament. We are having all the problems we have in this world have been for ages because Of that deception that took place in the Garden of Eden. See, because when man is deceived, when man believes the wrong thing, their actions will follow, right? Your actions will always follow your beliefs. And so in Isaiah chapter 53, verse 1, it says, it starts off by saying, Who has believed? our report, and then it goes on to describe the Messiah of uh, what He will be like. He will suffer for mankind. He will take the sins of the world. He's a man of sorrows and so on. And unfortunately, even though this report was given out by Isaiah a few thousand years ago, the the Israelites, the Jews, to this day, has not believed the report given to them by God through Isaiah. Isn't it sad to to see that? So Satan's greatest weapon is deception. There's so much fake news out there. There's, uh, how do I get this thing to to be enlarged? Can someone, I can't see it, so small. I I always have to turn back. (laughs) Just hold screen, no? Okay, never mind. But uh, we see a lot of fake news these days. There's a lot of misinformation. You don't even know the information you're receiving, whether it's true or not. And all the propaganda, I, I've i read somewhere before that uh, the Chinese, don't, don't quote me, I mean, I, this is just what I heard, that... <laughs> The Russians, the Chinese, perhaps even the Americans, they have invested billions of dollars in their propaganda so that they will look good. They, they will tell the world they, they are not like this, not like that. But actually, it's, it's not quite true. So billions of dollars invested in propaganda because they know that news, propaganda, information... It's the world's greatest weapon. It's even more powerful than all your nuclear bombs because if you have all the weapons, but if your minds are twisted and and all of that, you will use it wrongly. So it, it all depends on the kind of information that we receive. Thank you so much. Yeah, that's much better. Thank you. So our welfare and future actually depends on our hearing, not just hearing, all of us hear messages. We've been hearing messages since (laughs) you came to church, right? But unfortunately, as I look at a lot of people, including my my own life, many of the messages haven't profited us. One year in, (laughs) one year out, right? We, We haven't really been changed by those messages, it's believing the message that is important, that's critical, that's uh, the, the the thing that will change our life. Believing the right message, the right narrative. Because Satan is throwing out his narrative, his story to us. We are believing the wrong stories. We are believing the, wrong, the lies that he's throwing out. That's why Jesus says, John eight thirty two. you shall know the truth, and the truth shall make you free. Recently, I've been encountering quite a number of people, including uh, those in ministry, pastors and, and their families, uh, are hit or affected by the lockdowns, by the pandemic lockdowns, and as a result, many of them, including Christians and including uh, those in ministry, have gone into depression, affected by the lockdowns. And I think part of the reason is because the messages that they have been receiving through during the lockdown has affected them and they have believed the wrong thing. And as a result of believing the wrong thing, it has affected their lives. But Jesus says, you shall know the truth, and the truth shall set you free. All right, It's not you shall know the facts. There's lots of facts out there. Facts and information will not set you free. Your TikTok, Instagram will not set you free, I'm afraid. It's the truth that will set you free. Oops. What's happened? Okay, never mind. I think I'll try and look at the screen at the back. It's gone crazy. (laughs) Never mind. (laughs) Never mind. It's okay. It's all right. Okay. Now, there's a great deception in the last days. The last days is marked by deception. You will see the reason why I'm saying that this is the greatest sign of the last days, is because Satan, having used his greatest weapon and succeeded in the, in the beginning in Garden of Eden, at the end, in the book of Revelation, it tells us that he will use his greatest weapon again. He reserves his greatest weapon to the final stage of life. And at the end, you will see great deception coming out again. And we see that a lot. Satan is again using his greatest weapon. And in Revelations 19:20, and the beast was captured. And with it, the false prophet, who in its presence has done the signs by which he deceived those who had received the mark of the beast and those who worshipped his image. You know, This is where deception is. Worship is good, isn't it? But if your worship is misdirected, instead of to God, but to the beast, to the Antichrist, all these are good things, but this is where deception comes in. Deception will steer you a little bit off, will take you away from the right focus. And that's why for Christmas, Jesus is the focus. And Satan has come out with many things to distract people and change their focus from Jesus to Santa Claus, to Jingle Bells, to reindeers, to all kinds of things. And we've got to really bring back our focus to Jesus. Now, what do you really believe is the question. Many of us, we can say we believe, we believe. But we know what, one person, what people believe by seeing what they do and how they behave. If you look at a person in terms of uh, their exercise, they say they believe in exercise is good for them, and you ask them, how much exercise do you do each week? you will realize that they don't really believe. (laughs) They've got exercise machines like I do, but they're going rusty. It's not used at all. So actually, do they really believe that exercise is important for them? They don't. They think so, and they've been influenced by social media, by advertising, by friends, and so on. The exercise, exercise machines is really important. And I, I've seen, I visited some homes and they have got all these gorgeous, incredible exercise machines, but they are gathering dust. So, and also dieting. Many people believe that having the right nutrition is very important, but if you go out for dinner with them, you'll see what they really believe. <laughs> Why do people buy all these supplements? Nowadays, you know, you go to chemists, you see that the supplement shelf is far bigger than all the other shelves. It's because people are believing that these supplements are, are good for them. So you can begin to realise or, or to see what people believe through their actions and through their behaviour, not what they say, because people can say lots of things. But at the end of, of the day, Um, Our faith, our belief um, is reflected in our actions. And so, you know, what we believe has consequences, has dire consequences. And it could lead to death and even tremendous loss. For example, um, China, you know, they had this tremendous lockdown just quite recently. and And it caused a lot of chaos in China because they thought that the, the way to solve this COVID pandemic was to really lock down severely, 100% lockdown. But uh, was that belief founded? Was it a good belief? No, it wasn't. It, it resulted in a lot of misery, uh, in fact, uh, more deaths through suicide and and so on. So, it's very important for us to examine our beliefs because if we believe wrong, it could, for example, like suicide bombers, they believe that if they were to sacrifice their life, tied all these bombs, these uh, explosives around them and, and kill themselves and kill many other people, that they would end up in heaven with 72 virgins. You know? That's their belief but unfortunately they will end up seeing 72 demons to- tormenting them yeah. i mean can you imagine that uh, you know why why is it only for the men the 72 virgins what about lady suicide bombers what what will they face 72 macho men or or what uh, you know I, it's it's crazy so what we believe is really very vital and this is where uh i'm 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 heading towards everything in life is relative says einstein or some people philosophers they say there's no uh nothing absolute in life everything is just relative it's not quite true. Even in Einstein's law of relativity, you need a frame or point of reference. I'm not a physicist. My wife was. I, I say was because she left it a long time ago. But uh, even at uh, when I was doing A-levels, we, we learned about the law of relativity. There has to be a frame or a point of reference. When you navigate a a spacecraft, for example, you still need a reference point and uh, to do the calculations in Earth orbit, that would be the center of the Earth. But if you're exploring the solar system, you would use the sun as your focus, as your reference point. And if you're going up further to the Milky Way, uh, it would be to the galaxy, then you would... Focus on the black hole as your reference point. So so they say, um, the physicists, use reference points. So in life, we need reference points as well. Many people think that, oh, n- never mind, I can just do whatever I like. There's, everything is just relative. It's not. And so in this life, you will, you will see that Jesus, God himself has sent Jesus to give us the reference point, the frame of reference for us to live our life. And that's why Jesus says, I am the way, the truth and the life. No man comes to the Father except through me. It seems a little egoistic for someone to say, hey, no one can get to God except through me, you know? I'm the narrow way. But he's telling the truth. And if if he's telling the truth, and if we don't believe that truth, then we are believing an error. An error will lead us to dire consequences, even to (laughs) eternal death. We are... Going to explore the various religious options in this world and in this life, because uh, we see here in John chapter six Jesus is saying some very hard things to the disciples and many of the disciples in hearing very hard things they got, they got offended and many of them started leaving him just like uh, sometimes you know in The church, as a pastor before, um, I say some very harsh things, and some members can't handle the truth. And so what they do is they go to another church (laughs) to hear nicer messages. So Jesus here is delivering very hard messages, and so many of them departed from him. But here in this uh, scenario, We see Jesus telling his own disciples, his apostles, and saying, how come you are not leaving me? Why are you still hanging around? I've I've delivered very hard message so that those uh, who can't take it will leave. Why don't you go? And so Peter here uh, replies, he says, Lord, to whom shall we go? You have the words of eternal life. Also, we have come to believe and know that you are the Christ, the Son of the living God. Many a times we have to come to a place in life to examine if Jesus is really the only way for us. Because many a times we mix our faith with many other things and, and we think. We can have Jesus plus this, Jesus with all the add-ons. But the disciples eventually realize that there is no other option than Jesus. And sometimes God would put us through trials and difficulties to challenge us to see if we really, really believe in him, and believe that He is the only way, the truth, and the life. So what other alternatives do we have in life apart from Jesus? I was raised a Taoist, Buddhist, um, growing up until I became a Christian at 20 in in England. Um, At the church, I gave my life to Jesus and it was through my persistent wife who... uh, you know, bugged me uh, about Christianity and we kind of parted ways for a while because I gave her the ultimatum, either choose Jesus or me, you know, <laughs> thinking that I was handsomer than Jesus. But, but anyway, uh, being raised as a Buddhist and a Taoist, I, I understand a little bit of what Buddhism and Taoism, especially Taoism, uh, is, is about. And we dabble in a lot of occult. I have seen demonic spirits and seen uh, the power of, of the demonic realm. So it's real. Let me tell you that the demonic, the spiritual realm is real. And I've never denied the spiritual realm growing up. But it's just that uh, I didn't know which way to, to head. And uh, when people ask me what, what was my religion... Uh, I would give that uh, answer that most people those days in the 70s would would say, uh, I'm a free thinker, (laughs) free thinker, right? I'm a free thinker, and and, uh, that means I can go in any direction. So I'm I'm going to go through with you um, a quick run-through of various religions just to see if Jesus really still is the best option for us. All right. So the major religions that we have um, in this world are Buddhism, Islam, Buddhism, Taoism, quite mixed nowadays, uh, Hinduism, New Age, Atheism, Gnosticism. I won't go into detail of um, Gnosticism, Atheism, New Age, because it's, it's too long a message. But Gnosticism basically means, I don't know. <laughs> no knowledge, all right? I mean, why would you uh, join the camp of the I don't knows? You want to know, wouldn't you, right? And then atheism, why would you want to be an atheist? Atheist means you don't believe there is a God. So if you don't believe there is a God, what alternative is there? If you look at creation, um, atheism but but. By the way, it doesn't give you any solution. It doesn't tell you what will happen to you after you die and doesn't give you answers to how the world was created. Look at all the flowers, the plants, the varieties of of insects, animals and just look at the stars and space and, and all of that. Surely there has to be someone intelligent to create all of this. So atheism is really a no-go for for me anyway, all right? Why would you not believe that there is something when all the evidence is out there? And then New Age is all about spiritism, about crystals and, and things like that. But let me just focus on Buddhism, Islam and Hinduism for a moment. So in Buddhism... About 2,500 years ago, a prince named Siddhartha Gautama, I think that's how you pronounce it, began to question his sheltered, luxurious life in the palace. He left the palace and saw four sights: a sick man, an old man, a dead man, and a monk. These sites are said to have shown him that even a prince cannot escape illness, suffering, and death by the way this sketch is supposedly a, a sketch of of buddha uh, when when he was in his 40s thereabouts all right and uh, they preserved it and it's, it's in uh, one of the museums of in in england and um, so this is about buddha buddha taught people not to worship him as god not to worship him as god but did they obey? <laughs> no. There are in fact, so many varieties of Buddha. There is the fat Buddha. There is the sleeping Buddha. There is the four-faced Buddha. All kinds of variations of Buddha have, have arisen out of that. So they have not obeyed him. See, people want to believe what they want to believe, unfortunately. And they continue... To worship Buddha, even though Buddha himself taught the people not to worship him as God. He said that they should take responsibility for their own lives and actions. He taught that the middle way was the way to nirvana, and that the middle way was not meant, was meant not leading a life of luxury and indulgence, but also not too much fasting. Too much hardship. So it's neither too hard nor too good, but the middle way is the way to live your life as a Buddhist. All right? And um, so here are three universal truths of Buddhism everything in life is impermanent and always changing. Everything is changing. Yes, it's true that everything is changing. So everything is relative. So in Buddhism, uh, they don't really have strong absolutes. Everything is relative. So morality too. They they are not against LGBTQI kind of uh, uh, lifestyle, or you know they, they don't talk too much about the, the morals of things. Uh, and even if you um, an immoral person, you know that's uh, n- that's not the big. Issue with Buddhism, because nothing is permanent. A life based on possessing things or person doesn't make you happy. There's no eternal, unchanging soul, and self is just a collection of changing characteristics or attributes. So you will see that in Buddhism, um, and and bordering onto Taoism. Taoism is more of ancestral worship and worship of these gods, who were warriors in China before, and uh, men becoming gods themselves. All right, they were famous warriors, so that people have made them gods. You will see that in in this kind of religion, it's a very man-made kind of religion. And Buddhism uh, has some good things to to teach about. Um, I'm, I'm when I say morals, I'm talking about. Uh, um, the, the sexuality aspects of it, but they do have their morals as well, teaching people to be good, to behave well, and, and so on. So it's, it's more in the earthly realm of things, and uh, eventually you will reach nirvana if, if you do good. So it's all man's effort to reach God. And so, in all these religions, you will see that it's all our efforts, uh, man trying to create efforts like the Tower of Babel, trying to reach God um, and, and find God. Now, let's come to Islam. So, in Buddhism, it really doesn't offer you very much except some comfort. In living a good life and helping people, that kind of thing. All right, but it doesn't really uh, give many answers. In Islam, the word Islam in is Arabic for surrender or submission. In a religious context, it means voluntary submission to God. The Quran is the holy book. It means the recitation. Muslims believe it's the word of Allah. Uh, revealed to Muhammad through the angel Gabriel. So let's begin to look at the five pillars of Islam. First of all, these are the core beliefs and practices of Islam, profession of faith, that there is no God but God. And Muhammad is the messenger of God, is central to Islam. So they believe in prayer, in alms, fasting and pilgrimage. And may I say that the Muslims actually adhere to this much more than Christians do they you know they they, they pray five times a day, what well, many of them do, but uh, ma- many of them are also hypocritical, but nevertheless, as a nation, many Muslim countries they adhere to this to. To fasting, especially you know, whole month of Ramadan, they are into fasting, and so there's a lot of um, devotion towards this, and the pilgrimage is very important to them. And so here, in in terms of giving of alms, even though giving of alms is one of the five pillars, you will fi- you will see that most of the welfare services provided in the world is provided by Christian organisations like Salvation Army and uh, St Vincent and all these, uh, uh, World Vision and all, mostly are Christian organisations. And even though they believe in giving of arms, they have not done that much in terms of helping out those who are needy. So that's, Islam for you, but Quran describes Allah as the best deceiver. This is something very, very weird about Islam, that they believe, uh, and this is from the Quran taken from the Quran, that God deceived the people by saying that Jesus was not crucified nor killed. Allah faked the death of Jesus and made it look like he was crucified or killed, this being kept a secret until 600 years later through the Prophet Muhammad. In other words, one of the attributes of Allah is that he has the prerogative to deceive people. (laughs) Now, why would you believe in in a God who would deceive people? And that's why the name that Jesus saying that he is the way, the truth, and the life becomes so critical in all of this. Now, let's quickly look at the essence of Hinduism. Uh, It does not believe in any dogma or rejects the exclusive claim of any individual, however highly evolved, to the monopoly of truth. In other words, no one has the monopoly of truth according to Hinduism. It believes that the supreme being may be approached through several paths, such as knowledge, devotion, action, yoga. Hindus believe there are 330 million gods in total, but they do not know the exact number. Some say it's closer to 6 million gods. In any case, they are all different. And indeed, when you go to India, you will see that (laughs) there are myriads of gods, all right? And so you don't really understand uh, which god is, is the the one that you really should be worshiping or believing in and they believe in reincarnation the hindu faith is centered around reincarnation the belief that when someone dies the soul is reborn as a different form they believe that although the physical body dies the soul remains and continues to recycle until it recy- settles on its true nature I always thought that if you were born um, a mosquito, and of course you can't do good as a mosquito, you will recycle back as a mosquito, I guess, right? Or something worse. And how do you get out of that if you were born that way? So, you know... And many people believe that all roads lead to heaven. All religions will eventually lead you to heaven. Then God must be contradicting himself or confusing mankind if all all roads lead to the same God. And one way he's saying that he is the only way and another way says there are 330 million ways to him. He must be a really confused God or he's confusing people. So that can't be right, that all religions lead to heaven because just as they say, all roads lead to Rome. In terms of our faith, that doesn't work. So long as you're a good person, you'll make it to heaven. Some people believe that as long as you do good, you're a good enough person, don't cheat, don't kill, you'll make it to heaven. Let me ask you, how good is good? How much good is good enough? What's good anyway? Right? And so that question was posed to Jesus. What's good? But only God is good. And he was referring to himself. Without the Bible and Jesus in the world, without the Bible and Jesus, the world will still be confused. But thank God, Through Jesus, this is where the coming of Jesus is so important because He has changed the whole world from confusion, from deception, and He is telling the world the truth, giving the right report, but we've got to believe it. Every man does what is right in his own eyes. The book of Judges says that uh, when people stop believing in, in Jesus, everyone will start doing what is right in their own eyes. But that will not, it's, will not help them because it's self-effort to heaven. Now, Jesus is the way. He came to show and open the way to God, the Heavenly Father, through His sacrifice on the cross to have a personal relationship with God. Now, this is something that was really missing even when I was a Taoist or a Buddhist growing up. I never had any personal relationship with God. When I prayed to my Taoist gods, it's always to ask for something. It's always to say, please, uh, you know, bless me with a three-digit number so that I can prosper uh, 4D, you know, and and things like that, or or pray for healing and and all of that. But never to have this personal relationship with God Himself. Now, as Christians, we mustn't fall into that same trap. We have the opportunity through Jesus now to be able to commune with Him, to hear Him. Hearing God is more important than making your request to God. Many a a times we think as Christians, prayer is just about coming with our shopping list to God and saying, God, I need this, I need that. God knows all your needs. It's more important that you come before Him, humble yourself and try and hear what He is saying to you. Jesus is the narrow way, the door of grace that leads to salvation, to acceptance in God's presence, healing, peace, wholeness, and every spiritual blessing. And it says that through him, we now have a citizenship in heaven. That's why it doesn't matter to me whether I'm a citizen of Australia or Malaysia or any country, because eventually when we die, what happens to you? Are you a citizen of heaven? You know, many people are afraid to be cremated because they think, oh, you know, if you're cremated, you might go to hell, you know, or if you, uh, you do not know where you will end up. But it doesn't matter to our physical body because if you believe in Jesus, He is the way to, to heaven and our citizenship is guaranteed in heaven. In Hebrews 9.22, it says, Without the shedding of blood, there's no forgiveness of sin. And Jesus is also described as the highway, the highway of holiness. And when you walk on that highway, when you are in Jesus and you walk with Him, He says that on this highway, there will be no lion, no ravenous beast. That means no spiritual demonic attack on us. He'll protect us. The redeemed will walk there. There will be joy. There will be gladness. Sorrow and sighing will flee away. It doesn't mean that you will have no more issues or problems, but his joy will be more than enough to, to overcome all of that. And he is the way to heavenly realms. We can now, through him, come into the heavenly realm, seated with Him in heavenly places, having His authority and power to overcome demonic forces that come to attack you. I've told you the story before when I was in Taiwan, that uh, I was in that room where these demons were appearing and things were moving in that room. And thank God, through the name of Jesus, I was able to cast them out. And, and overcome all of that. Jesus is the truth. He is the, the one who revealed God's true nature and attributes to us, revealing God as our loving Heavenly Father. No one, no other religion has revealed God as a loving Heavenly Father. And we are, can now be sons and daughters of God, children of God, through Jesus. That's why that is the truth. And that's what gives you that identity, Megan. Right? Our true identity is in Jesus. Because we will never find our identity through any other way. He gives us the identity that we are accepted in God's presence and God loves us. He not only loves us, He likes us. He even likes the pimple on your face. It's just like my daughter Chara, you know, she always likes to flatter people. And my eldest daughter would say, Oh, mom, that pimple is awful on your face. And then my youngest one would say, No, that pimple suits you, mom. <laughs> so God through Jesus, says that He likes you as you are. Not that uh, you, you, you come with Him with your sins and faults and all of that. Not that He excuses it, but that you come to Him, He will cleanse you, He will wash you and make you whole again. The truth that we are part of God's plans that He loves us and sets us free to fulfill God's destiny. He tells us his, our destiny. He tells us where to go and what to do, and that we don't have to be alone anymore. He's with us uh, every moment of, of time. God Jesus tells us that he humbled himself and became human so that he could identify with our pain and suffering. That's the truth. That he is not someone who is far removed from our pain and suffering, but that he feels like we do. Every time you're going through pain, disappointment, and suffering, Jesus himself feels it. And he's interceding on your behalf. Isn't that wonderful? See, these sort of truths are liberating. Knowing the truths from God's Word and what Jesus does for us and is still doing for us liberates us if we would truly believe, not just hear, not just know. Many of us have the words of God in our mind, but it hasn't sunk into our hearts. And that's why, as Christ, many Christians are still struggling in life because they have not believed the report of the Lord. Believing is what will set you apart as Christians. And finally, we come that Jesus is the life. In John eleven twenty-five to twenty-seven, it says, "Jesus said." To Martha, I am the resurrection and the life. He who believes in me, though he may die, he shall live. And whoever lives and believes in me shall never die. Do you think this? Does it say think this? Believe this. It's believing, brothers and sisters. That's what really matters this Christmas and in the year in the years to come. God is challenging us to see if we really, truly believe the Word of God or not. Now, in terms of life, if you read the the New Testament, you will see that there are three Greek words used to describe life. In the English, it just says life, life, life. But if you were to go to the original, there are three aspects of life. One is uh, the Greek word bios, from where you get biology, and that's physical life. The, the other is soul life, suche, where you get the psychology, suche, the psychological life, your mind, emotions and will. And the third aspect of life is zoe. I know there's someone called Zoe in our midst. Zoe means divine life, eternal life that comes from God. And so when Jesus says, I am the resurrection and the life, what is he saying? He's talking about the divine life. I am the the supernatural divine life that's given, that comes from God and I can give you that divine life. Not only the bios life, the suche life, but He can give you that supernatural divine life that will resurrect you in the last day, even though you die. The Bible says, even though you've been cremated into ashes, thrown into the sea or whatever, your soul lives on and you will have a resurrection life. How great is that? to believe in Jesus. Jesus is the only man in history who has died and come back to life without dying again. Not like Lazarus. Lazarus was resurrected but he died again. Jesus is the only one who was resurrected and never to die again. And he says that he's coming back again. And I believe he's coming back again is soon because we are in the end times. Marked by all the deception and chaos in the world We truly are, brothers and sisters, believe me In the end of the end times And so Jesus is the source of all life and creation His life ministry and resurrection Zoe resurrection life Marks Him above every other religious leader if you were to take all the religions that I've mentioned briefly to you, I didn't go into detail, but I've spelt out the essence of each of these other major religions. There is not one leader like Buddha or any, or Muhammad, or none of them died and resurrected. Yes, they all died, <laughs> but none of them resurrected. None of them have Zoe life in them. Only Jesus is the unique one. And that's why we sang that song earlier, There is none like you. Jesus is truly unique, brothers and sisters. We have the privilege today to believe in Jesus, the only one who can truly give you resurrection life and hope in this this world. And in 1 Corinthians 15.6, it says that He, Jesus, appeared to more than 500 brothers at one time, most of whom are still alive. This is Paul speaking when he was writing there, that at one time, there were 500 brothers, talking about men, but there were others as well, more than 500 people, seeing Jesus resurrected. Without doubt, Jesus has come back to life and He has reappeared to many people, including to many Muslims in the Middle East. Uh, we've, read, we've heard of many reports of Jesus appearing to many Muslims uh, and, and, and saving them as a result of... Uh, his appearance to them Many Muslims in, and Iranians in Iran Have come to faith in Jesus But they are highly persecuted Even in the war right now in uh, Israel You may not hear this But we have received many reports That many of the IDF soldiers Have encountered angels uh, Warning them about the, um, the bombs that were in the tunnels before they could, they were marching into the tunnels, and then this angel appeared to them to tell them not to go any further. And they found that there was a, a line, a wire there, that if they went any further and tripped, they would have all been bombed up. And the angel stopped them from going further and warned them about that. Many encounters. Of angelic visitation, uh, even during this war. So, God is very much alive. He's very much engaged with the affairs of this world, brothers and sisters. So, there's nothing to worry about. Lastly, in ending, Matthew 16 15 to 16 says, uh, So they said, some say John the Baptist, some Elijah and others, Jeremiah, one of the prophets. He said to them, who do you say that I am? Simon Peter answered and said, you are the Christ, the Son of the living God. Today, as as I wrap up this message on Jesus, it's so very important for us not to just think of Jesus as the Son of the Living God, as God Himself, not just to have the right thinking, right answers, but to truly believe in your heart. Because it's only in believing that we are saved. It says that with the mouth confession is made, and the heart you believe that He, Jesus, is the Son of God, the true God who came to die for our sins. It's very important that we really make Jesus this Christmas and beyond the Lord of our lives. No good, just lip service. Jesus, you are Lord. But it's important that we truly believe in our heart followed by our actions. If we are not born again today and you've never really accepted Jesus. I want to give you this opportunity. Just I did, like I did very many years ago when I was 20 years old, I accepted Jesus. Even though it was in a very unusual circumstance, um, when they made the altar call, I, I was half asleep. I, I was sleepwalking up the aisle. And when I woke up, Because my wife was My my girlfriend then Was praying for me And I was seated there And the pastor was making the altar call And I said, no, no This is I know I will never go up And I bowed my head Closed my eyes And I fell asleep And the next thing is When I woke up I was walking halfway up the aisle Sleepwalking In response to the gospel And I wanted to turn back but out of embarrassment, because everyone was clapping for me, I I didn't dare go back to my seat. I went all the way up, and then the counselor who came to pray for me, he says, "I'm, I'm a Bobby. You know, it's a Bobby, a policeman in in uh, in England. They call it Bobby. You know, uh, not not this Bob." Not, but he says, I'm, I'm a Bobby, I'm a policeman And he was 6 feet 3 inches tall, big size And I was intimidated by him And he says, say after me this prayer So I repeated that prayer after him And you know what, God used that to save me After that, my heart changed And I began, my eyes opened, my ears opened I began to see the truth of Jesus that indeed what he says is true so it's not just believing with your mind it's believing with your heart you may not understand everything it doesn't matter because believing is from the heart and all you need to do is say yes Lord I want to believe I I may not understand everything about Christianity but This is the time for me to believe and accept Jesus Christ, the way, the truth and the life into my heart today. I want to give you that opportunity. Alright? And I'm not that Bobby here to frighten you, to intimidate you to say the sinner's prayer. But right now, as we close, if you would like to really believe in Jesus and not just uh, do it out of uh, you know, respect or whatever um, just to please us But, but if you truly want to believe in Jesus and have direction in your life have understanding of who you are and where you're heading in this life I would like to pray for you Where you're seated right now If you want to accept Jesus Into your heart Into your life Can you just raise your hand right now Wherever you are Thank you There's a number of people Who have raised their hands Thank you Anyone else? Yes, thank you Anybody else? Anyone else? Yes, giving you the opportunity To receive Jesus The way, the truth And the life into your life, you'll never be the same again. You will not, you will have a reference point, the absolutes in your life. You will you will know where you are heading. Say this prayer after me if you have raised your hand, dear Lord Jesus. Thank you for coming into my life. I repent of my sins forgive me now of all my sins wash me with the blood of Jesus set me free from all my sins and renew me and fill me with your Holy Spirit right now in the name of Jesus open up my eyes my ears and my heart To believe in you That truly You are the way The truth And the life I now can come to My heavenly father Through Jesus Christ And I proclaim That I am a child Of God In Jesus name Amen. I would like to congratulate those, those, who put up, those who put up your hand. There are quite a number of you, about six of you uh, who, who raised your hand to accept Jesus. I would like you at the end of this service to please come up here and Pastor Quinton, Pastor YC will, will minister to you, will help you and and guide you in in what you need to do. But I thank God that today you have made the, the greatest and best decision in your life. And you will never be the same again as a result of having the way, the truth and the life in your life. Amen. God bless you. Thank you.